On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, we talk about the year of the backup quarterback in the NFL. And we cover my worst football weekend since Super Bowl 49. Ugh. And Antonio Brown, out. Bonehead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Here we are. Week three is not even over yet. We're recording a little bit earlier this week because I'm out of town. I have to go to Dallas. Um, so we're going to do this now. We're going to talk. First, I, I'm surprised you're alive. Yeah. You, know? um, you had a rough weekend. This weekend was... It was... I'm a Seahawks fan and a Washington State fan, so... Let's yeah. Let's. I'm talk. surprised I survived this weekend. Uh, I still have a liver intact. <laughs> the uh, that Cougs game. Let's just go right into that at the do beginning. We, do because, we have to talk about? <laughs> yes. Well, a blowing a 32 point lead, giving up 50 plus point or 50 points in the second half. They gave up 67 points, six turnovers. That's why they lost. Six turnovers. Six turnovers. And you spoil a game where the quarterback throws nine touchdowns. And a, you lose. a school record nine touchdowns, which breaks Gardner Minshew's record of seven who, while who was he was there? in attendance. Yes. I mean, what oh, an epic God. meltdown. Um, and then that, that also goes into me and my... If I hear anyone say the phrase cooging it this week, I'm going to lose it. They cooked it, man. I'm you're dead. <laughs> I, I just you know, I learned what that meant and then I got to witness it. So that I was, was you know that was the worst case of cooking it I've ever seen in my life. And I'm still depressed about it. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so I, I do want to ask you, do you, did you find it entertaining? Take the fandom out of it. Did you find that game entertaining? No. Or do you like that football? No. I hate it. This is why I don't no, like no, college football. The the defense disappeared in the second half entirely. There's no defense in college football. Period. No, there, there is. The good teams have good defenses. <laughs> That's the difference. Everyone in college football can score. If you have a good defense, you have a championship caliber team. I'm on the record saying I'm a Washington State fan, so I don't like saying this. The Huskies have a good defense. They they can win any game. Because of the Because they have, they a, have a good defense and they have a they have a quarterback now. So it's just oh man, that it was entertaining, you know, because obviously turnovers. it's back and forth, back and forth, and, and whatever. But I just hate that brand of football. Was not enjoy as a football fan. I do not like it. It was entertaining, like there was entertainment value going back and forth. But God, that was terrible I'm, football. I'm sure for you, as like a neutral observer, you could watch that game and kind of think, "Oh, is this really happening? This is incredible if they make this comeback." For me, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking at the end of the game, even if we manage to hold on, we deserve to lose. This, I'm not happy about this either way. And then when UCLA, you know, got the fumble at the end of the game and then took a knee, I was like, yeah, you know what? We deserve to lose this game. I don't care anymore. <laughs> How many shots did you take as soon as that game ended? <laughs> I lost track. I think he texted me and he was just like, all right, time for me to black out now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to forget everything that happened. However, this was cool. I mean, Gardner was on hand. He this guy is becoming... The legend of Gardner Minshew is growing nationally. I mean, I know that you've kind of so, experienced this. So since I'm a Wazoo fan, I did experience this last year. And now since he's in the NFL and he finally got his shot, now it's happening on a national stage. And people are really taking notice notice of it now. 
Like the guy wasn't almost a Heisman finalist last year. Right. <laughs> the legend of him is great. It's just so entertaining and he's so fun. He cuts he, his own jean shorts, man. I love it. I love it. And even the Coog mascot. What's the Coog's mascot's name? Butch. That's right. Butch yeah. was dressed in his cut off denim shorts just, uh, on, on. It's a good look, man. <laughs> he, but he's having a blast and uh, I'm kind of enjoying watching him. It's, it's his world and we're all living in it. And I'm okay with that. I like Gardner Minshew's world. I'm I'm totally rooting for him now. I mean, I didn't really pay much attention to him last year at at Wazoo, but uh, I am really rooting for that guy. How can you not? Unless you're a fan of the team and playing against him, you have to you have to love Gardner Minshew. You have to, unless you just find his mustache creepy, and then I can understand like, okay, not rooting for the guy because you're creeped out by his mustache. If anyone has anything bad to say about Gardner Minshew, I just have one question: What's it like to not feel joy? <laughs> Seriously. That's a good question. <laughs> All right, where are we going now? Well, let's get into the Seahawks. The uh, the other thing that went horribly wrong in your weekend as a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, Can I say, this was my worst football weekend since Super Bowl Forty Nine. I liked that one, I think. Yeah, no, I know you did. You loved that game. Uh, <laughs> Man, that was an ugly, terrible... How do you let Teddy Bridgewater come in and, and I'll tell you how. that game? I'll tell you exactly how. You give him three free touchdowns. Yes, that's the punt return touchdown, punt the return, fumble recovery. Fumble return, Chris Carson, you're on my not good list. Uh, you also have a penalty for lining up over the center on a missed field goal. Oh, that was terrible. Too. Oh. Which that drive continues, goes for a touchdown. That that's was just three free touchdowns. Such sloppy play. And then on top of that, I'm the secondary is trapped. Like, they- well, the, the defense was fine. Like Statistically, if you look at the defense, the defense gave up less than 250 yards, I think. Teddy Bridgewater only threw for like 170-something yards. I think he only threw one pass that traveled in the air more than 15 yards. So the the defense was fine. They just were put in bad situation after bad situation. The offense would have penalties that would create first and long, second and long, third and long punt. And then you just dig this hole for yourself. Russell Wilson goes off in the fourth quarter because he's Russell Wilson. He was great. He was the only one that showed up, I thought. Yeah, it's, it looked like everyone on the team was trying to throw the game away except for Russell Wilson. And, of course, it starts with Pete Carroll taking a football to the face. <laughs> so it, I think everything just went downhill from there. Yeah, that pregame, yeah, it just went downhill from the beginning of, or warm-ups, whenever that happened. This making me want to drink again. <laughs> <laughs> you got your flask right there. Just take a sip. Yeah. <laughs> did they even, did they touch Teddy Bridgewater? I, I don't really remember them getting they, a lot of pressure so they, on him. So they got pressure on him. They got a couple sacks on him, uh, but the Saints' game plan was pretty obvious. You know, short passes, dunk, that yeah. ball, it was snap and the ball's out. Anytime that he held the ball for more than two seconds, there was pressure in his face, but there weren't that many opportunities for that to happen. Yeah. It was a lot of dink and dunk. Yeah, Camara looked great. Yeah, Kam- He shredded. Camara's a monster. He's so good. <laughs> um, well, then let's do I know it was a crappy game, but I'm still going to make you give me your top offensive and top defensive players since we do it every week. Well, offensive, easy, Russell Wilson. Right. He's the only one who did anything. Um, defensive player? You can't even name one. You can choose not to name one because they weren't great. I guess Bobby Wagner. He was he was around the ball the entire time. That's the best I can say. That was a mess of a game. Still only Still somehow only lost by six. I have no idea how. Because of Russell Wilson, basically. He Russell li- Wilson willed them into the end zone four times. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. He had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He was if, just... If you started him in fantasy, you're happy. I did, in two leagues. My, I, I feel so bad. My fiance started Dak Prescott because they were playing the Dolphins, right? And I was like, yeah, anyone against the Dolphins is probably a safe pick. He had a good game, but then Russell Wilson goes and puts up like 40 points yeah, in a insane. non-PPR league. <laughs> and then she lost because of it. 
<laughs> I felt so bad. That's okay. Well, the Seahawks have a better matchup next week. They do, for sure. Uh, we get the, the Cardinals. It's in Arizona, a place where we actually tend to win. The, it seems like the road team wins this game a lot of the time yeah. in this series. But also, games in Arizona, they have come with a price in recent years. Three of the four members of the Legion of Boom met their end of their tenure as a Seahawk in Arizona. Obviously, Super Bowl 49 in Arizona. Things happen in Arizona, even if we win the game, I hate playing there. Something's going to happen is what you're saying. Something dumb is going to happen. We're going to win this game. We're going to clean things up, but something dumb is going to happen that's going to affect the team for the rest of the season. I guarantee you. It always happens in Arizona. It's hot. That's a hot take, baby. Something, something bad's happening. We don't know what. You're going to win, or the Seahawks are going to win, Yeah. but something bad is happening. Something bad is going to happen. Kyler Murray, you don't think is going to get his first NFL win against the Seahawks? No. 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 I, I love Kyler Murray as a player. I think he's fantastic. The team around him, though, not as much. Really? Yeah, I the the Cardinals and they had Patrick Peterson, good corner, like really good corner. He's starting to get up there. Yeah. Uh they have an 80-year-old Terrell Suggs. Uh David Johnson is really good. Yeah. Obviously Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer. The offensive line terrible. Yeah. The defense Well, that's terrible. the problem. Their offensive line and their defense is what cuz they have some weapons they on, do. on the offensive side. They just can't win games. Kyler Murray is trying to Russell Wilson the Cardinals right now, and he just can't do it yet. <laughs> Give him a couple of years, he'll get there. I think they'll be really good. Yeah, but. this is a matchup, obviously, I believe they should win. They, the Cardinals just lost to a, a backup quarterback in Carolina by the name of, what, Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen just beat the Arizona Cardinals. Not, so. not just beat them, threw four touchdowns. He <laughs> so, had a really good game. <laughs> yeah, Russell should do all right next weekend, I think. He should. I think we got more weapons than the, the Panthers do, too. So I think uh, the Seahawks will be fine offensively in this game. My big question for them is how is that defense going to look? Granted, against a not great team, but there's still some weapons there. David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, if you blink, they'll hurt you. It'll be interesting to see how I I just don't have faith in this secondary, so I'm 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 curious how the defense is going to look. I think uh, hopefully we're going to see more pressure from Clowney and Ansa this week because they look non-existent against the Saints. Let's piggyback off of them w- losing their game to the backup. There's been some great play by these backup quarterbacks, yeah. first-year quarterbacks. Well, yeah. this this week alone, Thursday night game, obviously Gardner Minshew took the world by storm, which statistically wasn't the most amazing game, but just the way he plays is so fun to watch. The guy, you can't help but root for him. Kyle Allen, like we said, four touchdowns against. He's he's in his second year. He actually started a game against the Saints last year yeah. at the end of the season. Uh, but, I mean, Cam Newton hasn't looked very good, and he's having some injury issues. Kyle Allen came in, looked really good. Cam Newton has lost, I think, eight straight games as a starter. I'm curious. I'm curious. Is if, there a quarterback controversy about to brew in Carolina? I wish there was a Carolina fan here because I'd be curious what how they feel. Because you know what, I've actually got a few friends that are some Carolina fans. I might try to get them to call in. That would be. I'd be interested. For our to, next episode, yeah, I'd be I'll interested try. to hear that because is Cam Newton going to play next week? It sounds like it's still going to be Kyle Allen next week. And if he has another good week, like there's going to be a quarterback controversy. There. I mean, I, I don't know how you how you avoid it. If Kyle Allen has another good game. Yeah, they have not looked good with Cam on the field, and uh, they looked pretty good they yesterday. They scored 38 points. Granted, it was against Gr- the Cardinals' say, defense. Against the Cardinals, but, but still. And he the, the ball was coming out on time. He was accurate. He hit a couple big plays. He threw four touchdowns. That's pretty freaking good, man. <laughs> that might be more than Cam Newton's thrown all season. I think it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it's only two games. But um, another uh, big quarterback performance by uh, 
This one, rookie, Daniel Jones for the Giants. He looked great. Really good. Daniel Jones dropping dimes on the Tampa Bay defense. <laughs> Man, he, he looked like the real deal out there. He looked like a young Eli Manning. <laughs> he looked good, and uh, that's good news for Giants fans. The bad news for Giants fans is Saquon looking yeah. like he's out. Four, it says four to eight weeks. I have been seeing people talk about their buys in week 11, so they might not even use him until week 12 or have him back till week 12. That's a can, can I be honest? Does it matter if he plays? For my fantasy team, it does. No. Yeah, for, for <laughs> fantasy owners, if you have him on your team, yeah, you care. But I mean for the Giants this season, no. is having Saquon Barkley really going to do much of anything for you? Nothing. You're not going to make the playoffs. You don't think so? You don't think no. Daniel Jones can... Will the uh, uh I don't the Giants I don't think uh up there? Daniel Jones' performance against the Buccaneers it's not a great barometer for what he's gonna do the rest of the season. He's gonna play some tougher teams. They've still got to play the Cowboys again. They've got two more games against the Eagles. The Eagles don't look good though. Uh they've gotta play the Patriots. I mean, maybe when he when he when he gets a shot against Miami, he'll have a game to pad his stats, <laughs> but <laughs> uh who else? Who what are, what other quarterbacks had um any young impactful? Obviously. Well, I mean, there, a bunch of backups came in. Teddy Bridgewater came in, didn't make mistakes for the Saints. That's yep. all he had to do with how the Hawks were playing. Uh, Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, he did not look bad. Uh, I'm trying to find his stats right now. They only lost by four. Uh, Mason Rudolph, One not seven. a great completion percentage, 14 to 27, 174 yards, two touchdowns and a, and a pick. pick. He had a pretty average game. Uh, but... And yeah, the Steelers are 0-3 now. 0-3. Bye-bye, Tomlin. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I think at least he's not making through the halfway point of the season. You don't think so? No, he's gone. What if they... Uh, how about this? They are the Monday night game next week. Mm-hmm. They're at home against Cincinnati. If they lose that game... Is, he's He'll be out that... Uh, is he out after that game? If you lose to the Bengals on Monday night football and start the season 0-4... You don't think you think he's gone? Nope. See you later. Walk out of the stadium and don't come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later, Tomlin. Um, there's obviously other big news going into this week three. Antonio Brown, no longer a Patriot. Yeah. Uh, remember when I told you that he was probably going to end up in the XFL? Yeah. And you were like, no, he just signed with the Patriots. He's going to be around for a while. He lasted one game. 11 days. <laughs> 11 days. I did find the, the timing interesting. He was due, I think, $5 million on... Yeah, Monday? On, on Monday, but he, he violated the, the, the terms of his agreement. Bonehead, I don't understand why he. Why would you text the accuser? That makes no sense to me. He is a complete moron. Yeah, that's all I. That's Absolute he, bonehead. He deserves it, and he's insane. You know, it would have been great to have him as a luxury if he could have kept his stuff together. Clearly, cannot, couldn't. Bye bye. From March until now, he went from thirty million guaranteed with the Raiders to. Like a hundred and fifty thousand. He got a hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars for his one game with the Patriots, I believe. Yeah, that's so, yeah, a little bit of a, a pay decrease, and that that's all because of his actions. And you see him on Twitter saying, "I'm never going to play for the NFL. They don't honor their contracts, dude." There are terms that you have to serve too. Right, you have to hold up your end of the bargain. In any profession, not even just football or in the NFL, in any profession, if you, if there's some sort of accusations, you can't text the the accuser or, or what you can't do that. It's like intimidating the witness. If I did that here, I would be fired on the spot. Yeah, correct. So he deserved it. Um, I was hoping he he behaved and, and got his stuff together. Did not. See you later. He can't be helped. Not gonna miss you. He is gonna end up playing for the XFL. I I'm calling it out. The XFL is gonna be like the big three for football. <laughs> 
where like you have people that were j- just not quite good enough to make it into the league or are just on their way out. Yeah. He's gonna He's he's gonna be a star player for an XFL team. <laughs> What's that start in salary? Forty five thousand dollars a year? Uh, maybe. I don't <laughs> I don't know. How how deep are Vince McMahon's pockets? Do you think he would want Antonio Brown in his league? Uh, I don't know. It, it would definitely create buzz for a new league. I don't think that would be a terrible idea. You get some TV ratings out of it. And my it for for the XFL, it would be a good strategy. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And I and I saw his agent tweeted out or whatever or sent something out that there are teams that are interested in him still this year in the NFL. Um, well, of course they're interested because of the talent. They just want to see what you know what's going on with the legal proceedings. Do well, you do you think he will play in the NFL this year or no. even again? Again, maybe. In like a year or two, if he cleans things up, but he won't. No, he's not capable. Some team might take a flyer on him and then end up cutting him like a month later, and that'll be it. Yeah, I agree. He's not playing this year, and um, if he does get a chance, he's gonna mess it up again. Yeah, I have no confidence that he will ever be able to change. It's his a shame. Ways. He's so talented. He's such a great football player, but just a dumb human. Yeah, bad person. And I know this is going to be a little weird because we're recording a little bit early, so week three is not even over yet. Monday Night Football is tonight, so we don't have the results of you know, the games we picked entirely from last week, but we're going to pick some games this week, and then yeah. we can recap both on the next episode, I guess. Yeah, we can we can include the Monday Night Game on episode five. To catch up. So uh, let's get into the, pick, the picks we're going to do this week. So let's start with the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Cardinals are plus four and a half. What are you thinking? Um... So we've seen this before from the Seahawks. They play a sloppy game, lose a game they have no business losing, and then the next week they fix it, and they're firing on all cylinders, and they blow someone out. And you think that is going to be the Cardinals? I hope that's the Cardinals. I hate the Cardinals so much. I hate their stupid stadium and everything that happens in there. I'm taking the Seahawks minus four and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus four and a half. And the reason, and I for some reason I have this memory of... The Seahawks, I think it was at the Cardinals. There was that overtime game. No one could hit a field goal. I think it ended in a tie, right? Yeah, and in a 6-6 six, six tie. I know six, the exact six game you're talking about. Missed field Just It's just something weird. I think they tend to play down to their competition sometimes. Well, and last year, both games against the Cardinals were a Sebastian Janikowski buzzer-beater field goal. So I just, for some reason, it's divisional game on the road. I think it's going to be a close one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it if it does go down to another field goal. Every Seahawks game is close. Yes. So <laughs> I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Cardinals um, plus four and a half. Uh, next game: Jaguars at Broncos. Broncos are favored by three. Gardner but, Minshew going into Mile High. Uh, yeah, the uh, Jacksonville Jesus, the Mississippi Mustache, Gardner Minshew. Uh, I'm taking the Jags to win this game. I, I like Gardner Minshew. He had some explosiveness to the offense, just from a football perspective. Uh, Broncos, offensively, they're nothing. Jaguars have a really good defense. Broncos do, too, but give me the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew leading the Jaguars. He, That's a tough place to play, too, but Broncos are 0-3. They haven't looked very good. I'm going to take the Jags in the plus three as well. I, I It's hard for me to think that the Broncos are going to start 0-4 at home. This but, week, but they but, will. But yeah, but Flacco will. He'll, yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's probably going to happen. I'm going to take the Jaguars too. I love that you just said um, the Jacksonville Jesus. That's, <laughs> that never, I didn't hear that before. He and cuts his own jorts. Cracked me. It's meant up. to be. He's going to be an. He's going to be a Super Bowl MVP someday. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. Um, next game: Cowboys at Saints. Saints are plus three. Obviously, Bridgewater's still in a quarterback there. Yep. Um, 
uh, Cowboys are not going to make the same mistakes the Seahawks did. Well, they're, they're a three-point favorite, but yeah, they're, they're going to win this straight up, and they're going to cover. Disagree. Okay, let's hear you it. Disagree. I don't know. I just think the Saints, I just... The Cowboys did not look that great against Miami. I know they won by a decent amount. I don't. Uh, think everyone wins by a decent amount against correct. Miami. They didn't look that great, and um, the Saints looked better than I thought they would. So my question for you with the Cowboys not looking amazing against Miami, is that because they think, oh, it's Miami, we don't have to put a whole lot on film, we can go pretty straightforward and not have to worry about giving our opponents too much? For sure, I totally agree. I think the Patriots did that the week prior. You're just running the ball like you're not showing anything that any teams can use yeah, for the rest I, of the season. I, I I get a feeling I get the feeling I didn't get to watch the game, but I get the feeling looking at the highlights from that game, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Um I just I like the Saints at home. They, like I said, they I don't think they looked as bad as I thought they were gonna be with Bridgewater there. So I'm gonna take the Saints plus three. Final game, Vikings at Bears, Bears favored two and a half. Here's where Kirk Cousins finally gets it done. Prime time. Actually wins a game against the team with, I assume, is going to be a winning record because I think the Bears are going to beat the Redskins tonight. I like the Vikings in this one. I like that defense. I love that running game. And if you can get that running game going with Kirk Cousins not having to do too much, I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. I think people hate on him a little too much. Uh, I like I like the Vikings in this game. You and I disagree on a, lo- on a lot of games this week. I'm going to take the Bears. <laughs> yeah, Bears two and a half. I'm going to take that all day long. Um, I just think their defense is really good. And I just feel like Kirk Cousins is inconsistent. And he... Had a decent game this week in week three, so he's just going to play bad week four. It's just that's what's going to happen. Well, you know, Kirk Cousins is, is inconsistent. Trubisky is consistently really bad. This is true, but that Chicago defense is pretty legit. So I'm going to roll with the Bears D at home, divisional opponent. This will I, be a low-scoring game, I think. I agree. Now let's get to the lock of the week. You're switching it up a little bit. All right. The NFL hasn't been too good to me the last couple of weeks with my lock of the week. So we're doing something a little different. We're not even picking against the spread for this one. The lock of the week is Washington State at Utah. The over-under for this game is 58 and a half. Take the over. Over. Take the over. Utah has a really good defense. Washington State has a really good offense. Not a great <laughs> defense Yeah, at we all. saw that. Uh, I think both teams are going to score more than 30 points this game. The over. Lock of the week. Over 58 or 58 and a half? Over 58 and a half. Washington State at Utah. Boom. You heard it here. Put all your money on the over. <laughs> I feel like that was a quick one. A quickie. A little bit. Little little quickie. Um, Jet City quickie. Jet, Jet City quickie. Um, that actually might be a, a nice little name for, <laughs> you know, if we want to touch these little mini episodes, a Jet City quickie. That's a good idea. That might work. <laughs> you can hear us uh, both on the radio. Uh, Corey Dillon, I host the afternoon show, 2 to 7 on New Country 98.9 The Bull. Keith comes up right after me. He does 7 to midnight. And if you want to get us on, on social media, want to interact, call, you can always do that. Where do you find us? Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Jet City Hot Takes. And we release new episodes every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific. Boom. That's it. Yep. Go Hawks. Please don't make me sad again. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, was, I was curious how you were going to say Go Hawks because it's usually exciting, but this was just a Go Hawks. That's exactly it's what It's the I day after the worst game they've played in a while. <laughs> don't drink yourself to, to death today, please. I'll just drink myself to sleep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>